Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? It's your boy Poppy Stew, man, back with another episode of Saved and Such. I got my boy Reek in the mix. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back, bro. Back. You know what I mean? Got my boy Montez Mathis. Uh-huh. Edgewood in the building. Yes, sir. 21040. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We back. You know what I mean? The legend. Legend in the making. Talk that talk. Yeah, yeah. St. John's. St. <laughs> John's. You know what I mean? So, yeah, though. Let's just jump right into it. You know what I mean? Talk to me, though, about growing up in Edgewood. What was that like, bro? Uh, growing up in Edgewood, it was just like one big neighborhood. You know, yeah. Everybody just outside playing, playing basketball, playing football, doing all types of stuff. Just yeah. Being kids, running around, having fun. So it was it was real fun. I always talk about my childhood, like with all my old friends and stuff. So it was real fun growing up in Edgewood. That's tough. That's tough. What was some, it was a couple of little, you know what I mean, like role models, like people you looked up to, you know what I mean, that kept you on. On point, because I know it's a lot going on out there, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I'll say my older brothers, my three older brothers, uh, Monty, Dante, Malik, my other uh, other plus one, uh, Mike. They always kept me in the loop uh, as far as, like, taking me to basketball practice, taking me to games and stuff. Uh, my parents was working, so I was always a good kid growing up. I, yeah. I, and I always knew, like, to stay away from people that wasn't, like, on the same type of time as me. Yeah. So uh, as far as that, I ain't never really had no problems with me, like, doing bad stuff. So I was always had my head on straight, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound like, sound like a really good good kid, man. <laughs> You're a good yeah. man. Yeah, sound yeah. Like but, like, with with Edgewood, man, um, I know you talked about the good times that you had. What were some type of challenges that you dealt with, like, growing up, for real? In Edgewood? Yeah. Um, I, Edgewood, I feel like Edgewood is a good place, but... It can get a little rowdy sometimes. Like it can be bad, but as far as that, I was always out the way, and everybody always knew me as like a person who was just chilling and just always wanted to play basketball. So I never had no problems growing up with the other kids or the older people in Edgewood. So it was always good for me growing up. But I also seen like a lot of stuff as far as like fights and stuff Facts. like that. Right, right, so right, it was right. it was always like tough. It's just tough anywhere. So I always had, I never had no problem growing up in Edgewood, to be honest. Straight up. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Let's talk about your, uh, let's talk about your time at, uh, John Curl. Yeah. For the people that don't know this, uh, he was Emmanuel Quickly's teammate. How was it, how was it playing with him? Crazy uh, it was, duo. It was a great playing with him. It was like one of my best friends. Uh, we grew up together. It was, been playing with him since he was like in middle school. So it was great just going to John Curl. Uh, he, he welcomed me with open arms. So we had a great two years together. Uh, we won the MIAA championship. Just we won a lot of games, so it was great playing with him. What's your um? What's your favorite memory in high school? Favorite memory, high school memory. Uh, favorite high school memory. Yeah. MIAA championship. Yeah. We won. I made it my freshman year, but we lost. Yeah, yeah. But that was a great experience, though. My freshman year at Mount Carmel, we made it, but we didn't win. So I'm gonna have to say my uh, senior year when we won. That was my favorite one. Now I know you spent some time down at Oak Hill. You know what I mean? What was that experience like with all the like the great people that came out of there and just you know what I mean? Talk to me about like what's that like like day to day? Oh, uh, it was it was great. I met, I met a lot of great people around there. Um, I still talk to a couple of people on the team mm-hmm. to this day. There's a lot of people that was just in, in college and some people in the pros and NBA. So it was great. Yeah. I got a lot better. I was the youngest one on the team, so I, I didn't okay. play a lot. But I feel like I got a lot better. And when I came back. Home to Baltimore area. Yeah. I just dominated everybody. So yeah. I feel like Oak Hill was a great experience. And I, I feel like I had a great summer that year too. So yeah. it was a great experience. That's, that's the same <clears throat> that's the same school Carmelo played? Yes, sir. That's what's up, bro. That's yes, a lot, lot of great players. A lot of people don't know though. You got a great relationship with Melo. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, he been. Uh, I've been knowing Melo since we was like so I was in like middle school. He I always go to the Melo camps, yeah. the Melo Center, and I played on his AAU travel team, Team Melo. Yeah, ever since I was little. So Melo, me and him got a good relationship. Yeah, I heard. Now I don't know if it's true. Now you got to confirm this there for you me. Go. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do my research. <laughs> now, when the Freddie Gray incident had happened, you know what I mean, which was tragic. Is it true that like Melo came and grabbed you out of school to go march with him? Uh huh. He picked me up from uh from school my freshman year. He picked me up after school. So that's great. What was that like? Like he called your mom and dad, like, "Hey, I need my boy" or what? Nah, cause we had practice that day, mm-hmm. and I was and like they normally took me to practice, and uh, I didn't even know he was gonna be there. Yeah. So I just got in the truck and he was in there, and I was just like, "That's I tough." Was what was so the What was the first conversation y'all had for like? How was it meeting him for? First conversation we had, I probably was like in seventh grade. Um. It was good. He was just telling me to keep working. He was talking about my mid range game. Yeah. And all he kept talking about because we had a uh, we had a little all star game. It was like seventh grade versus eighth grade. Mm. I remember I was I had a great game and like he was just there and I was just happy to have a good game in front of him. And then we was just talking a little bit after, so was, we had a good conversation. He was just telling me to keep working, keep my head on straight. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Now going back to a kid, you know, what I mean, what was like your first memory of like, you know, what I mean, where you picked up, where you knew like. I need to keep basketball around. Like, you knew, like, I, I have fun with this. Like, I can do something with this. Um, uh, following after my older brothers, um, Monty and Dante, they used to always take me to the court with them. Mm-hmm. Edgewood or Java Town somewhere. And I just always had a basketball in my hand. And my grandfather was just telling me the other day, he remember when I was like three years old in yeah. the room playing on a little hoop with them. We had fold the hanger up and put it on top of the door. And I always be trying to play with them. So that was since I was like real little. I just always fell in love with basketball. It's tough. It's tough. That's what's up, bro. What what aspects would you say like could you that you grab from basketball that you carry in to your personal lifestyle for real? Mm. Um aspects. I'll just say uh how to treat people, to treat people um the way you want to be treated, to be honest. I feel like what I do off the court is going to determine what I do on the court. If mm-hmm. I'm a good person off the court, I feel like that's going to lead to me being a good per- a good player um, on the court. So yes, sir. How I treat people. Well, uh, what's some of your favorite players in the league right now? Uh, Manuel quickly. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, Bradley Bill, John Wall. He's not in the league right now though. Uh, LeBron James. Of course. Um, Drew Holiday. It's a lot of people that I like, but. Those are my main people that I really top, like. Top five best players in the league right now? Top five? Uh, I'm going to say LeBron James. This right. in order? No order. LeBron uh, no. James. Giannis. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. Giannis. Giannis. <laughs> Giannis. Giannis um, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Last spot. It's going to have to be out of MB and Jokic. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who to pick out of yeah. them. Yeah, who's winning MVP? You think right now? So I think the Joker got it. If you ask me, yeah, I think I think MB might get it, but him getting hurt probably just hurt him. So I'm gonna. Have to oh, he is hurt right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, So but I'm gonna say MB though. MB had a great year. Okay, then that's tough. That's tough. Now going through the years of like, you know, what I mean, AAU. You know, what I mean, a lot of people have different experiences with AAU. What was AAU ball like? And who were some people like, you know, what I mean, that you played against? Uh, is out in the NBA right now and dominating in college. Um, AAU was crazy. It was like best time of my life. Yeah. Especially when I was real little. Like I always talk about uh BNBL, Baltimore Basketball Neighborhood League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used, I used to, I, that was my favorite part of AAU, my childhood AAU memories. Cause it just, I was real little. I, I 
couldn't wait the school to be over. I just go in the city and just whoop. Mm-hmm. So it was real good. But as far as like people in the league that I play against, it's a lot. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. The, mo- the best person I played against was Zion Williamson, though. Was, mm. And I had to guard him too. Yeah. Baby Zion, or was he dunking? Nah, he was he was dunking. He was a grown <laughs> man. Yeah. I had to guard him too. That was tough. How was it like playing against him? Like you know what I mean? With the, the dominant, how much of a dominant player he is. Like how it transitioned from high school, college, and even in the NBA. How was it playing against him in it high was, school? It was crazy. Like he just he a man child. Yeah. yeah. But, me personally, I'm not gonna back down to nobody. No, of course. Yeah, I, ain't, yeah. I ain't really care about it once we got him. How much he dropped? He probably like 28, I think. Mm. Yeah, he got his. Yeah. Like 28. Sheesh. Yeah, like 28. Did you try to rise up with him? <laughs> for Did like I, a dunk? I don't think so. Nah, I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro said I knew better. Nah, I ain't trying to do that. But. What was your favorite? Uh, you had a couple posters that I know about, but what's some of your favorite posts that you can think of at the top of your head? Like, yeah, I got him. Uh, like, Ever since I've been playing, yeah. My favorite poster is my freshman year at Mount Carmel. I went baseline against Gilman, yeah, and I dunked on their center. It was crazy. Yeah, that was my favorite one. I need to find that video because I know somebody. <laughs> I know somebody recorded that. Game, so I need to find that video. That was my favorite poster. Yeah, that was definitely my favorite poster. What would you say some of your best as- attributes in your game for real? Uh, I say my athleticism, uh, definitely, definitely. My defense. I feel like I could do everything on the court. Mm-hmm. I just got to put it all together, to be honest. So I feel like I could do everything, to be honest. That's tough. That's Talking tough. That talk right yeah, now. being a two-way player, that, yeah. that helps you. You know what I mean? But, like, growing up in the county, though, I always ask anybody from the county, you know what I mean, that was on here in Hartford County, who was some people in Hartford County you'd be like, yeah, bro got some game. Like, yo, he tough. When I was little? Just through the years. Um, No matter no matter the age or nothing, Devon Sadler. Definitely. Mm. Tavon. Oak, they was like, they was crazy to me. Yeah. They was crazy to me. So those three people that I was. Like, Shout out man, to the East. Was, yeah. Wow. I was in wild with them when I was little. Yeah, they was wild. My, my older brother had game too. I'm give him some yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could hoop. Yeah. Uh, Lionel Perkins and Don Hill, I watched them a lot growing up too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they was up Bel Air. A uh, couple people from John Carroll. Harford County got a lot of hoopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we up there as far as Hoopers in Maryland. Yeah. That's tough. That's you know, your tough. brother uh, still play one-on-one against each other? Nah. He don't want that smoke? Nah, he don't want Nah, that's crazy, though. But, like, you know what I mean? Of course, this is a Christian podcast. You know what I mean? Just talk to me about, like, the influence or the impact, I would say, that God had on your life. You know what I mean? Uh, that people may not know about. A big impact on me. Um, I uh, I. I I feel like I wouldn't have I wouldn't be where I am today without him. Mm-hmm. So that's about it. Bro. I just give everything to God. To be yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Now growing up, you know what I mean. Or this is my little messy moment. Growing <laughs> up, or through AAU, through college, through whatever. Who was somebody who was like, yeah, he got the best of me today. Who's somebody that you was like, man, yeah, he's tough. Now you already uh-huh. named Zion. A college, it's been I got it's been a couple people that 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 like that. Um, when I was at uh, Rutgers, my freshman year, James Palmer killed us. Yeah, he killed us. What school was he at? He was at um Nebraska. Nebraska. I think he, he's in the G League right now. I don't know where he at. Right mm-hmm. now. He he do he definitely doing good right now though. I think he's in the NBA or the G League. Yeah. Uh, but he he was tough. Yeah. He was tough. He had like we was it was in a Big Ten tournament. He had like thirty seven. 
I'm like, God, leave. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who else? Um, uh, Vic Law was tough. It was a lot of people in the Big Ten that that was that like, like yeah. If you don't come to play, you are gonna get your head tore off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a lot of people. So, you know, I mean, you in the Big Ten when you was with Rutgers, you know, what I mean, what was that first experience like coming back to the career playing Maryland? You know, what I mean, what was that it moment was, like? It was crazy. It was fun. Like, I was, we didn't get to play on my freshman year at Maryland. Yeah. But my sophomore year, I was just so excited. I just because I haven't played at home since like since I was at John Carroll. Right, right, right. A lot of people there. I was just full of excitement. Yeah. So it was just fun though, just to be back home playing. Right, right, right. That's tough. That's tough. Now talk to you know what I mean us and the youngins. You know what I mean the recruiting process. What's that like? You know what I mean because I know you had a a lot of schools. You know what I mean visits and all that. Like what's that like? Uh, it was fun, but you just got to just enjoy the process and just have the right people around you, like, who know what they're doing. Yeah. And just if you got somebody older that you could talk to, uh, just hit them up and see how their recruitment was and how they went about it. But just take your time with it and just have fun and just don't let it all get to your head mm-hmm. because they always out recruiting people at your position or other people too. So just take your time, have fun, and just know, like, who's for you and, like, and who saw you and um, who you think could help you be a better person, not even basketball, mm. just who you think could help you be a better person. That's tough. That's tough. Now with how big, like, social media is these days with the players and whatnot for, like, what are some challenges that you deal with, like, so, with social media being such a big part of, like, the game to, in today's game for us? Um, social media, is, it could be a gift and a curse at the same time, but I feel like I just deleted my Twitter because there's nothing but negativity on Twitter. Mm. So... I feel like that helped me a lot with my last year. Yeah. Because, like, one minute they love you, the next minute they, they hate you. So yeah, I don't, yeah. I never let stuff get to my head when people, like, give me compliments. So mm. that's all I can say about the social media. Fast. Fast. Big ice, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Here Yo, you go. Uh, he think he LeBron for real. Like, would you would you play against him one-on-one? Would you, could you give him some smoke for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could. Emmanuel quickly was hyping his head up last time. Nah, he, he, said, he was on talking about saying, bro was getting buckets. Blase, everybody blase, knows. Blase, blase, <laughs> like, talking uh, about that. You uh, was my quarterback. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. We talking about basketball though. We ain't no, talking no, no, about. No, no. <laughs> we know what he could do on the football field. What about the basketball court? I don't really. I don't think so. I don't think me and Rico hooped against each other. I gave Emmanuel. I gave Emmanuel thirty. I mean, I ain't mean to say that, but yeah, I gave Emmanuel some buckets. Him and Grace. Gave the whole city some buckets, but yeah, man, that's tough, man. That's tough. What, what advice you got for some youngins though? Like that's just walking around, you know what I mean, in Edgewood or Hoffa County. You know what I mean, just growing up through here. Um, I just say be a kid, just have fun, and just like just know the difference from like where you want to be in life and mm-hmm. what other people are doing. Like just try to stand out. Like don't be a leader, just don't be a follower. To be honest, mm-hmm. that's all I can say, and just be smart and always think. Like, you always think so. That's all I could really say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough. That's tough. What would you say your purpose is in life, bro? Like, other than ball, what would you say your purpose is in life? Um, I want to um, I want be able to, like, leave a mark as me being, like, a caring person. Mm-hmm. Always, like, be there for people and stuff yeah. like that. So I want to leave a mark as being just a, a good guy. Like, I want to, I want people to know me as being a, a, a good person. Facts. Facts. I respect that. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That's tough. This your last season of St. John's, right? Mm-hmm. My last season. Talk to me about some goals. You know, what I mean, some individual goals, some team goals that you got. You know, what I mean, this is the last ride. So, what's that? Um, me personally, I never like 
I never set like personal goals because I feel like that could be a distraction. And when mm-hmm. you're not accomplishing them, you probably uh, get frustrated. You're gonna get frustrated. Yeah. So I, I don't even put that type of pressure on myself. Yeah. But as far as team goals, I I really just want to win. To be honest, because mm-hmm. you win. Everybody eats, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I want to make the tournament. That's something I think we could do. We could have did it last year, but we came up short. But I think I think it's gonna be a great year. But as far as goals, I never I never like have like personal goals myself. I like that. I like that team player. That's what it's all about. You know what I mean? So yeah, I like that. I like that though. All right, so he's gonna take a little break real quick. I'm gonna uh, watch Reed get dusted off in, in basketball real quick, <laughs> and we are gonna be right back. Yes, sir. Yo, yo, we back, man. We got Ray Sean in the background. Long overdue, man. Got our cameramans yelling at us. Rushing, right. Rushing Talking crazy to us. Whatnot, for real. Right. But I just got a couple more questions for you. We're going to wrap things up, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your favorite scripture? Uh, I can do all things with Christ who strengthens me. That's tough. That's tough. I feel like that's a lot of people's favorite scripture. Philippians 4 and 13. Now, talk to me, though. Like, how does that impact your life? Uh, it just impact me on anything. Uh, just life in general. Uh mm-hmm. Like basically, you could do anything. Uh, you'd be doubting yourself, but like you just look at that scripture and you'd be like, "He with me." So yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. Just be good. Facts. yeah that's you know? crazy. That's crazy. Facts. Who was some um, people that you patented your game after though? It's Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May four issue. Never the issue, as well as. Yes, Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. Um... When I was younger, I, I loved watching Josh Shelby. Like, mm. he was Baltimore legend. Yeah, definitely a Baltimore legend. That's yeah. somebody I, I love watching. Uh, he's a dunk on people. Yeah. I like dunking. I like playing fast. I like playing exciting. Yeah. So that's somebody I like watching. Uh, and other people, as far as like in the NBA, um, I like watching Drew Holiday and like Marcus Smart. Mm. Like Two way players. They, yeah. I like Facts. how they get after it. On, uh, and they can impact the game no matter, like, Rather it's just defense or right, scoring. Right. Like those are they can score but they dominate the game on defense. Yeah. They want other things and helping their teammates be better. So yeah. them two is somebody I really like watching. That's tough, that's tough. By you playing at uh you played at a really big name high school, then transitioned to the college game, you played at a big name you're playing at well, you played at one big name college, you playing at another big name college right now. How do you handle the pressures of playing in for like a in front of a big crowd? Oh, mm. uh, I try not to like <laughs> I know, I don't really look into the crowd. I just just go out there and try. To be the myself. noise don't get to you. Like them gyms be loud. Bro. I they do, uh, especially away games. Yeah. Yeah, away games it could be crazy, but once you once you score like like a layup or something, mm-hmm. you're like, are you good? Yeah. <laughs> you just, it wear off like the first five minutes. So yeah, you'd be good. How was your, your what was your transition like from like high school to college? Was it a huge transition? Oh, uh, it was. Yeah, it was a real big transition. Um. I feel like the game is more settled down. Like in, in high school and AAU, you literally just hooping. Facts. Mm. Like you don't know nothing about film. Yeah. You don't know nothing about treatment. None of that. You just hooping. You get to college, like you gotta watch film. You gotta go to treatment. You gotta put in extra work 
And you just got to be a lot more disciplined. You can't just go out there and just whoop. It's a lot more structure. So it was a big. They run a lot of plays in college too. There's a lot of plays. Like I said, in high school, you just whooping. Facts. Run no plays in high school. Facts. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Just being about once I got to college, just being more disciplined. To be honest. Got you. Got now. How do you grow? Like at that level, how do you grow as a player and get better every single day? Um, you just gotta build a routine. Um, just like. Uh, just knowing what you need to work on. Like mm-hmm. me, I, I haven't been a, a good shooter yeah. in my college career, so I'm, that's something that I'm trying to improve on mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Just shooting shots, shooting uh, threes and stuff like that, you know, working on my mid-range. There's a lot of stuff I got to work on. So every day this summer, I'm just trying to better myself by like just making it consistent habit of just getting up and just working on my game every single day until I like get it down. So. I think that's how you become a, a better player. That's gotcha. how you want to become. Did gotcha. you play any other sports growing up? I played football. There you go. What drew you to basketball over football? I didn't. Like, in football, I used to like being outside when I was younger. And football practices start, like, around the summertime, like, towards the end. Oh, yeah. And, I and it was so hot. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like football, to be honest. Like, I couldn't stand it. I did not. My father made me play it. I, yeah. I, I could not stand football. Mm-hmm. But it was also fun though. I, I didn't start having fun with it until I started playing with Uncle Tito and Rick. You know, so, because they put me at the wide receiver. Oh, so uh, okay. I started scoring a little touchdowns. And yeah. Stuff, so, so you played on the same team as him? How was he a, as a quarterback? <laughs> he was a great, he was, he was a great quarterback. Well, who, like, who would you compare him to? <laughs> you could pick anybody in the league. Like, <laughs> who would you compare him to? Right now in the league. Joe right Flacco or somebody say, like uh, that? Nah, nah. <laughs> Let's see. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Brett Favre. Okay. Oh, Pickman. <laughs> Mr. Interception. Okay, Brett Favre. I'm going to start calling you that, bro. Favre, I'm going to get you a Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers, okay. Nah, he just <laughs> said that to be nice. That's fine. Nah, you didn't already say Brett, Brett Favre. Favre. Right, okay. Man, I'm going to get on Brett Favre jersey. Yeah. Now, you, now <laughs> this dude is crazy, man. <laughs> Now talk to me though, you know what I mean? You was, you know, fortunate to have both your parents in your life. You know what I mean? Like talk to me about how significant that was. Cause we kind of live in a world today where like, they like to knock you. you know I mean, for having both parents in like, just talk to me about your mom and dad and the roles that they played to get you here. Um, it was, it was a big part of my life. Um, they just all, they always made sure I got what I want. Mm-hmm. To this day, they still make sure I get what I want mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they always just molded me. Like the biggest thing that they big on is respect. Mm. I treat people like yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. That's one thing they always motivate me. Yeah, like, yeah. How I treat people, um, how I act around like people, because you never know who's watching you and stuff. So that's one thing they always motivate me with is just having respect and just carrying yourself a certain way. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing. Now I know John Morant said that his father is his biggest critic. <laughs> so I know Unc. What was some conversation that you had behind closed doors? Like how did that go? Was he the hardest on you? Uh he was he was real hard on me. Yeah. He was real hard on me growing up. But as I get older, he he started to like like try and Ease off a little Ease bit, yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. Because I'm older now, so I know like what uh like what I gotta do and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know everything. I still listen to him. And right, I still right. listen to everybody. But when I was younger though, in middle school, yeah, like yeah. elementary, nah, he was on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like coming home from practice, cussing me out. Yeah. But as I got older, he started to chill out a little more. Yeah. 
But he definitely, I, I wouldn't be like in college playing basketball Division One without mm-hmm. my parents. So mm-hmm. He's Straight definitely up. The, the biggest part of where I'm at today. Tough. So if you could pick any player, past or present, to play one on one against, who would you who would you pick? Um, any player. They gotta be like somebody in like the nineties or eighties. Okay, yeah. I feel like they always just talk about how how tough they was, how right? Tough Attack, they was, yeah, yeah. How physical yeah. they are. So it'll probably be somebody from that. Point. I'm gonna say, uh, I want to play against Isaiah Thomas. That's tough. That's tough. Mm-hmm. It seemed like That's he tough. Was tough. Like, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. So I want to play against him. That's Isaiah it. Thomas. I want to see you against Jordan, just because that dude right there is from Chicago. That's all he talks about. <laughs> Jordan. Yeah, that's oh, all I he ain't talks. Playing Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Put him up against Charles Barkley. Right. I'll play him. And he probably he probably got like two inches on me too. Yeah. He's not tall, so I'll play against Charles Barkley. But Jordan, nah, I'm gonna leave Jordan. <laughs> Where he at? High up. So I ain't playing Jordan. Jordan or LeBron? LeBron. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah, it's as simple as that. What you like? That's probably the first person that's ever said that on the on on the, on a podcast. Might be you feeling good about yourself right now. It's my man, <laughs> LeBron, bro. If you can give any advice to all the young kids out there striving, trying to play ball, and at the next level, what type of advice would you give to them? Oh, I just say, oh, just just work hard every day. Mm-hmm. Main thing I feel like is who's around you and stuff like that. Having the right group of people around you that's gonna keep you level headed. Just keep working hard every day. I mean, it ain't easy. It's it's hard, but life not easy. So just keep working hard every day and just be more talkative, ask a lot of questions. Stuff. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I never asked questions. I still don't be asking questions. That's why I'm trying to come out that show now. So just just keep working hard and everything just going to play out the way you want it to play out. Facts. Yo, we can get some uh, – you playing at St. John's next year, right? Mm-hmm. We can get some tickets, man. Of course. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Well, mm-hmm. Saint, mm-hmm. Saint John's game. Yeah, yeah. We up in oh, there. We up right. in there. It's in the Bronx, right? right? No, it's in Queens. Queens, Queens, Queens. Queens. My fault, my fault, my fault. Just me and you. Just me and you. Yeah, 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 because the people behind the scenes, they they talking talking crazy. Commercial break and all that, for real. (laughs) Might have to move some furniture. Oh, yeah, facts. (laughs) Yeah, I'm eyeing somebody right now. (laughs) For real. (laughs) But, yeah, man, we appreciate you coming out, big dog. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you coming out. Now, this has definitely been another episode of Saving Such. Big facts. Big facts. Bro, you can give out your socials before we wrap up, for real. Uh, my Instagram underscore Tez Mathis with two Z's. Mm. My Twitter uh, Montez Mathis, but I don't even got Twitter. Like I don't be on there. So y'all can follow me though. That's a bet, bro. Got you, got Make you. sure y'all follow us on all social media platforms. That's at Save the Such. That's S A V E D N S U C H. Check us out on YouTube, Google, Spotify. We on all major platforms, man. Where, where can they find you at, Mister Ice, man? Here you go, Mister Ice. Rig Nation underscore on IG, man. That's it, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, another uh, episode of Seed and Such, man. We appreciate y'all, yo. Love. Peace. Save and Such. We're Save and Such.